last week's episode, one of the most downloaded episodes, our birth story as told by Griffo. You. <laughs> um, the other most downloaded episode was our birth story, which was, I think, our very first podcast episode. Pretty uh, important, but like, well, it's, it's, it's a pretty big deal and I get why it is, you know, hugely downloaded because now we've told both sides. Mm. It's, um, they know, were very similar, I think. Which one's better? <laughs> Mate, you don't even want to go there. Well, it, oh, is, it, is, it is Mother's Day, so you know what? I'll let you have this one. But happy uh, Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Yeah, and lots of our lots of our followers and our amazing fan base, especially on first time parents, our private Facebook group, if you do want to join it, get around it. It is a lot of our people's first Mother's Day, which is really awesome and like a really special day. So day of recording of this podcast, happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful first time mums and all the mama bears. Absolutely. Yep. Big congrats to you all. We decided that we actually had, you know, a bit of a part two to um, the birth story. And that was that one of us had gender disappointment. What is gender disappointment? <laughs> well, okay, so obviously it's not you. <laughs> but we are going to get into that if you are just joining us for the very first time. Um, we are first-time parents. Um, I'm Heidi. I'm Griffo. And this is an unedited, unfiltered podcast because we just don't have time to edit it, to be honest, as first-time parents. We're sharing all our shitty and glorious moments um, in real time and documenting and saving this for our son, Memphis, who was born on the 5th of September. Week in, week out since we've had him. So we're eight months strong. Yeah. Just over eight months, so. And we have so many amazing memories. And it's funny, I was just posting for Mother's Day a little bit about, um, you know, the day that I became a mother. And I was thinking back to the crazy 2 a.m. mornings when I was trying to swaddle him. And I remember you actually bought out one of the Love to Dream swaddles. And you're like, why haven't we used this yet? And I'd forgot that I'd been given all these ones for um, my baby shower. And amazingly enough, these guys are sponsoring the podcast this week, Love to Dream. I know we got around them hardcore in the very first few months um it's the swaddle up which is just a perfect solution for you because it's fully arms up the arms up swaddle um all for self-settling um the babies can suck their hands and still touch their face so it's perfect for the night time the zip up is easy for those 2 a.m like that's what i was thinking about oh my god the early days of trying to swaddle not only do they look cute as f but they actually sleep really well in them. And it just suited Memph to a T. Like it really is a, uh, it, it's a saving grace really. Yeah, an awesome invention. A, a, must, a must get. Yeah. So M- must have. It did make it onto our, one of our baby um, top 10 items as well. So if you want to get around it and you want a discount of 15%, use the code 15Heidi. That's your love to dream.com.au. <sighs> gender disappointment. What is gender disappointment? So we might have hooked you in there. I actually didn't have gender disappointment once I met Memphis, but I was very frightened that if I did have a boy that I was going to have gender disappointment. And it is a thing and it's kind of like one of those taboo topics that people tend to not talk about because really at the end of the day, like a few of you are probably sitting there thinking, well, you should just be happy that you had a baby and a healthy baby at that. Because it's not a pick and choose scenario um, look, you might be able to tweak it or something if you had IVF in the States or wherever, but it is just a roll of the dice. You're having a kid. 
what it is doesn't matter. It, it's you're creating life. Yeah. That's what's important. But I really, you know, like, and, and the reason why we said we would talk about this is because we did speak about our birth story and I know, you know, and I don't want people to judge me that I went through these emotions and that's why I think I've been frightened to talk about it before and people are scared of judgment and that's why I guess it isn't really talked about but it is a real thing and I was talking to my friend Dr Priya a couple of weeks ago and she that's a big thing that she has to help new mums and new dads sometimes really accept the gender of their child because you know she said especially sometimes when they've gone back three or four times and they're constantly hit with the same gendered child and they're they're just dying for the opposite gender yeah the opposite gender and you know it is something that they really have to work towards now some people would go oh i don't feel sorry for you you just shouldn't have gone back if you know you know that it's 50 percent chance when you, you say that would you that be like me? One, yeah, you yeah be well that i don't person? know it does I, I can completely understand that you go all right i'm a real lad's lad and i want to have a son so i can teach him footy not that women can't play footy but i want me boy you know i can completely understand that and if you get a girl you'd be a bit like oh shit or vice versa i want a, a girl that does ballet or something like that something Along those You're lines. You're so stereotypical right now. <laughs> I'm saying I can get that. I'm not saying this is how I perceive yeah. it. But, you know, at the end of the day, the way I see it is, is you know, your kid is going to be a kid no matter what gender they are. It does not matter in my eyes. Um, but I can understand that people want to go, yeah, of course, I wouldn't mind a boy. Like deep down for me, I wanted a boy, but it didn't bother me that much. It didn't keep me up at night. It wasn't a, holy shit, I'm going to be disappointed if I get a girl. None of that. And I know with you, you did have a, a lot of, um, uh, oh, how do I put it? Not negative thoughts, but you were a bit like scared and concerned and worried that like, oh, you know, if I have a boy, I won't be happy, which I guess is gender disappointment. Yeah. Um, and I didn't, like, just for the record. 100%. I, I didn't You've have... said the opposite now. You said, I'm glad I had a boy because I don't think I'd want a girl. <laughs> yeah. So... I'll probably be giving it a girl for the baby number two, which is so fine. But I think But was... we could have, like, four boys. Yeah, I know. And, and then... if you keep pushing for a girl and you keep having boys, well, guess what? You're the fuck up. You're the one that's like, you know, you're, well, pushing, you're, you're pushing for something that... Mic drop that, there, mate. <laughs> you're pushing for something that you, you can't control, so... I mean, for me, it's just so clean cut. It's like, yes, you want to have one yeah, gender or the other, but, that's but just, the other, uh, but what you get is what you get. It's not that black and white, though, and I think it's you know, and I don't want to speak for every woman because obviously I can't. It's just it's just me. But I feel like there's a thing for a lot of the girls that I know and women that I've met that I think you just imagine having a girl. Like, that's what you do. And so I just imagined that me being a woman, I would just have a girl and because I'd understand her because... And vice versa for me as well. Like, I think I would have a boy. And so when I was pregnant, I think when I first found out, I genuinely believed that, well, why wouldn't it be a girl? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean... That was a big... I I guess, you know, you hear of people and, and the way they're holding their baby or... If they're feeling sick or not sick, you might mm. read into it and be like, oh, it's definitely a boy, definitely a girl. And you've also got your feelings and thoughts as to what you want. Oh. So you kind of go like, well, I'm going to put it out there. And that's something that you would do and be like, no, no, I'm having a girl. I'm having having a girl. Until literally when you're on the table about to get cut open, you're like, no, I'm having a boy. Yeah. Do you know the funny thing is there were so many signs that of things that were telling me that we were having a boy 
And I just remember, I remember actually having a shower one night and I got anxiety. Could about, you feel the penis <laughs> no, poking on your tummy? But I did always mm. joke and say, haha, I've got a penis inside. I could have a pe- penis inside me. <laughs> well, two if we were having sex. <laughs> I just signed that to her. No, she actually said it. I remember there was was a moment and you were working away and I'd done one of those tests that, you know, tells you whether you're having a boy or a girl, like those one of those old wives' tales. Well, this one was basically how you're carrying it and you hold the hands up around the belly. And I remember we did it because I was working at radio at the time and we did it on the radio and they said that I was having a girl and I genuinely, like apparently this was almost 100% I strike rate. I remember you say that. Anyway, yeah. when I got home that night, I actually did the test, what, what, what they did in the studio, right? And it said boy at home. And I remember going... So it pretty much proves that theory wrong. No, well, I remember going, oh, my God, I messaged the girl that I was working with and said... You didn't fucking do it right because I'm actually having a boy. And she was like, no, 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 science is correct. You're definitely having a girl. Uh, You know, I was a part of it today. And I remember being panicked in the shower thinking, oh, my God, I can't have a boy. No, like I've told everyone that I'm having a girl. And remember I used to say to you, I think it's the fact that I didn't want to be wrong (laughs) because I'd said for so long. It was like because all these people were saying, no, it's a boy, it's a boy, it's a boy. And I'd be like, no, it's a girl. It's a girl that I remember saying to you, oh, no, I don't want to be wrong, so I'm kind of hoping it is a girl. That's how I got in the end. But there was all these different signs. Like, do you remember I messaged you one morning and I said, because we we decided that Memphis would be our boy's name, but we hadn't decided on a girl's name. And remember I messaged you and I just dropped you off at um, the petrol station for you to get to the airport to go to work. And I was like, you wouldn't believe it, but walking in Memphis just came on. I reckon it's a sign that we're having yeah, a boy. Yeah, I do recall that. So there yeah. were, and then I think when my mum was here just before we had the baby, she kept saying it was a he and stuff, and ever, she kept thinking that it was a boy then. And you know what? I think, and we spoke about this, you wanted to find out at first whether we were having a yeah, boy or a girl. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't like the suspense. I like to know. You wanted to be organised. I yeah. like to plan. And whereas I was like, oh, I want the secret. Like, you know, I want the secret. But then I was the one you that was trying surprise. to do all the... <laughs> yeah, I know. It was a little bit contradictory. And I yeah. was like, as soon as you said you didn't want to know, I was like, okay, I'll respect that. You're yeah. the one that's carrying the baby for nine months. I'll let that slide. So as soon as you said that, I pretty much took that on, I think, like a champ straight away and just was like, you know what, fuck it. I'm just going to let it slide and what will be will be. And after a, a couple of weeks, I was like, actually, I don't want to know now. Yeah. I do want that surprise. And, and I everyone, wanted to know. Yeah, for everyone. <laughs> I mean, look, deep down I wanted to know, but I actually let go of that like, oh, God, I really need to know. I want to know. Um, for people that are in that position, honestly, it is worth the wait, but – at the same time, if you want to know and find out, there's nothing wrong with that as well. I yeah. think either, either way is great. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, like I, I think now maybe the next one would I find out, wouldn't I? But I remember thinking, right, if we found out that then I actually – you'd have nine months of gender disappointment till yeah. they come. Yeah, but and I – And then you're like, holy crap, this boy's amazing. Yeah. So, so that's why I kind of didn't want to. And I know, like I said, I feel like people judge when it comes to this and you can't judge – I feel like you shouldn't judge because you don't really understand some people's reasons why. And, like, I think a big thing for me was I had a big brother, but I always felt like I was his older sister. And so I was kind of like, well, if we have two kids, I kind of want the, the the girl to be older because I know that I will help her be the best big sister that, you know, our little boy could ever ask for. I think that's how my brain was kind of working. 
Okay, well, here it is. So it's a bit psychological. Try, try and explain why you get gender disappointment. Why, if you were to get the opposite sex of what you want, why is that disappointing? Because I think it's it's not that you're disappointed about the baby. You're not disappointed about, and I don't think you okay, love the wh- child why is any there this less. Why? I think it's just because you you really have your heart set on it, and it's like you know, like look at your sister. She had two boys, and she was desperate for a girl. And look at her now, because she can dress her in those little dresses, and she, you know, she she play she plays, um, you know, at home with her, and they do tea parties and all that kind of thing. But you it's, can do that with boys. Yeah, no, like, I know, age, and that's totally the do thing. That. Like, that's even having this conversation is so fucked up, isn't it? Well, no, I'm just trying to... And, but it's and, true. And, and then my because follow-up... It's like, because in saying that, like, you can put your boy in pink clothes too if you want to, and if he wants to play with Barbies and stuff too, that's so fine. And then my follow-up to that is... So, yeah, maybe it's a really fucked up thing. <laughs> but the thing Excuse is... Excuse the swearing today. <laughs> We're both very loose-lipped. But at the end of the day, you might have a best friend that's a bloke. Mm. And for a guy, you might have a best friend that's a girl. Yeah. So where is the whole, oh, you know, I missed out on that because, you know, I've got some great girls that are friends. Yeah. I've got some great guys that are friends as well. So, you know, you can still get a bit of everything from either gender, whatever gender. Yeah. You know, like that's where I'm kind of, I can't, I can grasp the, you know, the concept of like gender disappointment, but if you really break it down, you know, you're going to have friends on both sides. You're going to have, you know, pros and cons to male and uh, mm. female. I get it. It's like daddy's boy, you know, you're going out and playing footy or something like that and then the girl, whatever, doing girly mm, but things. But, again, that's so stereotypical, isn't it? It is, so but, I mean, so... is that what you thought then? Well, is that see, what? So is everyone that has gender well, my, disappointment stereotypical? Well, my friend that um, I was speaking to about this yesterday, he has three girls and he comes from a, a um, Tongan family and they Girls have... Girls play rugby? No, but the, 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 da- the granddad, all he wanted was a grandson. Yeah. And all his sons had girls. And so they went for one more as a third. So they had two girls. They went for one more as a third, hoping that it would be a boy. And they had another girl. So the granddad was really dis- had gender disappointment. Now the parents... They, you know, he said, of course, like he, he, he really secretly did want a boy, but he said, I didn't love the child any less. And he no, goes, and now not. I know her and, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's fine. But um, he said it was interesting that the, the grandfather, all he ever wanted was his sons to have a son. So, you know, sometimes it can be because of your family. Do you think generational? Generational. But I also think that, like, sometimes, like I said, it's just a thing, like, as young girls, and I know, or like young boys, sometimes you grow up thinking, you know, you want the white dress, you're going to be married before you're 30. Like, and like I said, it's so society bullshit standards. But this thing, you know, and sometimes I think as a girl, I thought I was just always going to have a baby girl. But now, like I said, I can't even imagine my life without a son. And I love that I have a son. And I now, the crazy thing is, I actually understand my mum's relationship with my brother. I never understood that before. I never understood their connection. And I always felt like he was the spoiled child. And, you know, and, but now having a son. That's a whole new ball no, game but, right there. But now, now. But you are loved the same as. Oh my God, a thousand percent. Yeah. But, you know, I now go, oh, I understand the mother and son connection. Because I never could understand that before. Yeah. But I think it's, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I can't really say I felt that with my brother and my sister. 
Um, yeah, but I think maybe my brother felt it as well. Like he probably thought I, I just was felt that I, I, I just <laughs> we felt I was spoiled. loved equally. You know, yeah. I guess I didn't feel that, so that's You're why definitely the favourite. Well, maybe that's why I feel equal because <laughs> deep down I know. But no, honestly, I did feel a, an equal love from my parents, and you know. Obviously, my sister was a little shit bag when she was a teenager. Mm. I think like a lot of girls. Get yeah, a bit crazy. I was. I but was. you know, but Which you look so... at her now, yeah. and she's like the golden child. Like she's around mum and dad's all the time. She's an angel with three kids. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because you know, like I just I don't know, like it. Back to the whole gender thing, like I said, even with Claire, your sister that you're talking about right now, I know how desperately she wanted to have a girl. And, you know, when she had it, it was like, oh, my God, thank – and even everyone in the family. She'll be eating her words in about 10 years' time, <laughs> mark my words. She'll be uh, like, holy shit. This is re- – what do they call it? Grandparents' revenge. Yeah. Because she'll be like, ah, that's right. I remember all those years of tormenting dad. <laughs> now my daughter is doing uh, it to me and, and uh, Claire's yeah, partner, Glenn. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it, the whole parenting thing? It is. And it's, you know, I know that you've said of late that you're like, you know, I've been frustrated a bit of late with uh, Memph that he seems to go back to his old ways, that witching hour, um, heavily reliant on mum, that sort of thing for comfort. So I'm coming home from work and you open up the front door after a day's work and the kid's crying. It's like, yippee, that's exactly what I want to hear. And then it's like you try and settle him, can't settle. Mum gets upset, she wants to hold him, baby settles, and you're like, great, I'll just go and cook. So I'm going back to those first few weeks of when he was born. Oh, he does this whenever we've gone through leaps. This has happened. This has yeah, been a pattern. But it's that repeated feeling. And I know of late that you've said like, oh, I, I can't think of, what he's going to be like when that table turns, when he's going to see dad tinkering in the garden in the car and he's going to want to be there, not with mum watching TV or, I don't know, going for coffee walks or something like that. He's going to be too busy wanting to hang out with dad and you're going to feel, I guess, that, that shitty feeling that I feel, you know, and, and that sucks, you know. It's, it's certainly not a good feeling and maybe I need to... A... So you're saying now that you wish you had a girl? <laughs> no, I just, I guess, just, just in general, like that, that connection, I guess it doesn't matter what sex they are you're gonna have that wave of when you're gonna have that connection with your son or your daughter it might be now it might be later and your partner's going to be on the other end of it you Mm. know it's well you know I, I was thinking about like obviously around Mother's Day when we are recording this I was thinking about you know kind of what I've learned since I've become a mum and become a parent and you know it wasn't just Memphis that was born on the 5th of September it was me Two, I say, like his mother. Born as a mum. Yeah, and I just, and I think about all different kinds of mums and I think about people who parent all differently and I guess we all have different, you know, paths and journeys and same with every kid's different. Every parent is different with the way that they, you know, parent their child and I really, really hate the judgment that can surround parenting sometimes and so I, I think my biggest lesson is that the one thing I've learnt that, no parent ever parents the same. No child is ever the same. But the one thing that we all have in common is love and the way that we love our children. And, you know, for some people that might come straight away instantly when they meet their baby. For others, it might take weeks. Sometimes it even takes months to fall in love with your child because some people don't even understand that. But there's the whole connection thing that people struggle with and mental health and all that kind of stuff. And I guess, yeah, when I when I shared that on my social media this week a lot of people really loved those words because 
they were like, yeah, we need less judgment, more being kind and understanding of that each one of us is different. It is hard because I think we all do get caught up in society and when you say like, oh, this is the way that society mm. perceives and all that, unfortunately we are all part of that and we all create that. Oh, and it's you know? so and, – um, and that's one thing I don't want We live want in this him. society. We are yeah. the society. Yes. So – And I don't want Memphis to fall into some of that, you know. And, you know, I dare say our parents would have said something similar-ish yeah. when they were our age, you know, 30-odd years ago when they were just having us as kids – um, but it would have been different issues and now we've got our issues with a newborn mm. and then what's it going to be like in 30 years? You know, it's, um, mm. yeah, when you start to break it down, it gets pretty pretty crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, look, uh, I, I understand gender disappointment. I think there's nothing wrong with feeling the way you do because it's you can't control your feelings. Well, and that's why I guess it I wanted natural. to talk about it and, like, you know, when we were just speaking about it before, I was like, yeah, it is. seems like it's totally wrong you know, to have those feelings and thoughts and stuff. But like you said, it you is. You can, if you feel that feel, you just got to express it, talk it through your partner. And, mm. you know, at the end of the day, like you said, love is love. You're going to love your kid. It may not come straight away, but it really won't matter what gender it is. You know, you're going to push past that and you're going to accept your kid for what gender they are, them as a person, and you're just going to love them. And, mm. and that's exactly what you've done, you know. Now that you're saying you wanted a girl or you'd hoped you had a girl and now you're more than happy that you've got a boy and couldn't imagine it any other way. Yeah. You know, you kind of like literally flipped 180, so. Oh, and, you know, like like I think we all wish at the end of the day is just for a healthy baby and unfortunately not everyone even gets that. Um, but, you know, we're all on our own journeys. And I know, like we said, we're recording this on Mother's Day. So we're thinking of you all. We're sending you all so much love on your very first Mother's Day. Um, and to all the, you know, second-time parents, third-time parents, whoever who are li- listening to this. Any mothers out there. Any mothers out yep. there. You're doing um, an amazing job. Yeah. And uh, kudos to uh, you guys. Uh, yeah, the foundation to your kids, your family, so keep up the good work and I hope you're having a great day. Lots of love to everyone and if you are thinking about ditching the swaddle, we say yes, do that and get around the love to dream the swaddle up. It may be your solution. It's arms up. Um, The babies self-settle with it because their arms are up. They can suck their hands, still touch their face. It's zip up and easy and just an absolute lifesaver in the early hours. Uh, jump online if you want 15% off. Use the code 15HeidiLoveToDream.com.au. Thanks for listening, everyone. And if you're loving it, um, please review. And if you can, send us any messages um, at First Time Parents on our private Facebook group. Lots of love. Bye. Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, bye. Bye.